0: Everybody, how you doing? I am having a fabulous, fantastic, epic day. Uh, Lucy and I crossed the Ivanhoe Crossing today, which is quite an iconic river crossing in WA, well Australia really. I think it's like the, is it the longest? I don't know if it's the longest, but it's certainly quite powerful and it was fabulous. Lucy did very well um and if you haven't heard my other episodes and you don't know Lucy is my cup um so we did the crossing she did well we collected a lot of reeds of course <laughs> so I had to um <coughs> excuse me I had to uh you know get underneath Lucy and pull out all the reeds It's it very funny um a lovely gentleman there uh who was part of like I guess he worked for the council or whatever. Um, he was helping me <laughs> get all the reads out and he's like, I've worked here for you know, twenty odd years and I've never seen anyone come out with this much read <laughs> So well done us. Um so but we have got them all out of the car which is great. Um but it was um, it was very exciting for us. Um so which makes me, you know, think about emotions. Um and the next episode that we're going to talk through emotions and, and, and I was going to give you kind of my, my take, my understanding, how I help people to understand, all of that kind of stuff. And this is building on from the last episode around that, you know, self-trust and identity and, and you know, really hopefully helping you to kind of think about how to shape or how you're shaping, um, do you know, uh, ways in which you're having that relationship with yourself. So, and emotions are a big one. Um, so, and emotions are a big one because um, you know we, you know, like today crossing the river. You know, I felt excited and scared and and um, hopeful <laughs> and exhilarated afterwards, and then nervous when I saw the amount of reeds. Do you know? Um, so all, all the emotions and, and I'm I, it's exciting so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep that going I'm keep thinking about it I keep you know because it's an emotion that feels really good and that I want to keep going um, so however there's emotions that as you know don't feel good and we don't want to keep them going um, in fact we find it really difficult to um, to feel them uh, and and you know, like I, I, one of my questions I often ask people, and, and this is a classic therapist question, but um, it's got a Jesse twist on it because, you know, like when, when a therapist says to you, you know, how does, how does that make you feel? <laughs> I hate that question. But my, one of my questions is, how do you feel your feelings? So, what are the ways in which you participate in your feelings? Or are you very similar to your thoughts in the sense that are you battling them or ignoring them, you know, or just pushing them away or, you know, and I think sometimes in this, in this world I hear pe- that people just talk about the fact that they don't have time for their, they don't have time to do this, Do you know, or, they, you know, like they've just got to get on with it or they've just got to, you know, because they think it's often they think it's this really big, you know like that they'll need to break down or that they have having really big moments or and it's not it's not um do you know like it, it, i think sometimes it's it's a you know like from from prolonged um, you know unspent emotion you know like you can you can slowly chip away at that um you don't actually have to feel it all at once um you know like sometimes people have big moments and then there's like a you know like that they, they you know go into a safe space in being able to feel their emotions and what's happening for them and and then you know it, it's a big like like a big emotional release for them um and then they're actually okay <laughs> they're often really dumbfounded for a while um because they're they're they've found or returned to equilibrium, did you know, and and returning to equilibrium sometimes for people it's been a long time since they have not Russian, not reactive, not ignoring, not holding at bay, not do you know that that they feel a sense of sometimes it's I, I see it's like calm or content or. Um, bewilderment as well um, in understanding the practice of, of, of the different ways in which we need to feel our feelings and then you know like I've got some got some different ways and suggestions and you know like in my course I talk a lot about how to feel those feelings and you know like we all have unique ways um, do you know I was only uh, talking the other day about um, yes I know my sabbaticals going well <laughs> I, um, Yeah. Anyway, so I was talking the other day about um, you know like that na- like name an emotion and name your response to it. Do you know or name your physical symptom to it? Um, you know like and understand that emotions will have a physical symptom. Um, I think also you know making sure that you're not lying in judge and jury of your emotions because that's the first point of call. Like that's the first. Uh, denial do you know like we we can do it a little bit of backstroke in denial um, around how you are you know processing things um because again we, we place this scale on what things should look like um you know i should be over it or i should you know i, I sh- should be tougher or i should you know it shouldn't feel this way or like, all of the things that, that we say to ourselves um, as levels of avoidance or or, 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 or or just trying to move beyond pain or, you know, like lots of different things or, or just trying to stop, make it stop. Do you know, there's lots of things that people do to try and make some of their emotions stop because they become so trapped in this fear of feeling it, Do you know. And, and, and a lot of that, again, I think to me is and we've talked touched on some of this is 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 literally about control and feeling in control and then I I do believe a false sense of control do you know because when someone can ignore something right or push it away or push it to the side they are then like they feel like they're in control but it always comes out in other ways it comes out in broken relationships it comes out in volcano moments it comes out in you know like melancholy melancholy I can't say that word but you know I'm sure you can so say it for me um and and some depressive states you know like you could become a bit numb like the numbness stuff is pretty um you know, like that's scary for people in that they're just numb in the world. Um, you know, uh, because they're, they're they're trying not to feel the painful emotions or the ones that they're trying to avoid. But shutting that off over time means that you shut yourself off to all emotions. Do you know? You're not. You're not. not hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's the CB. I have to have the CB on because I'm on a road that. Um, that I need it, so I'll just turn it down. Sorry. Um, uh, so. <laughs> so. There you go. hopefully that's not too annoying for you my apologies so basically just saying you know like if we if we're ignoring something or pushing something away often we turn the volume down on all of our emotions um, and, you know and sometimes we can really become detached and um, you know really desensitized it also means that you know some side effects are we can really not understand other people's emotions um, and be able to predict that um, so you know, like I think that the control thing is pretty big these days. Um, do you know, and uh, like to me, control, um, no matter what, is always about safety seeking. Um, and you, you, you can, ch- you know, make your own own. Mind up about this, but you know, like, so when someone can predict and have a routine and knows where everything is and is in control and blah 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 blah, then they they have created a sense of safety, and that safety then allows them to feel like they can tackle the world, allows them to feel like they can, do you know, um, you know, learn or develop or take risks and all of that kind of stuff. When they have all those setting conditions, right? It's like any baby. Like a baby, you give a baby routine structure. and consistency and that creates an enormous amount of safety which can foster growth, learning and development. If there is not predictability routine and structure it can really dampen the ability to learn because the child is not feeling safe because they can't predict their world Um, so predictability and routines are so so very important um, in early childhood in order for the, the the brain to feel safe enough to learn otherwise it's continuously trying to establish safety so it's continuously dysregulated because it hasn't got those boundaries around, do you know? And later on in life, what that can mean is that people are often putting like really quite controlling boundaries in their life, um, do you know? And and can be really quite controlling in relationships as well um, because they're trying to establish that level of safety. Um, and look, there, uh, I don't want to dismiss the 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 uh, you know the the other that there is a, a control around abuse um and um you know uh, violent situations and family violence and and things like that I don't want like I'm not I'm not talking about more of the extreme circumstances I'm talking about more about um, do you know where abuse isn't um and we're trying to understand how control in a healthy way can look and cannot look because control is actually healthy people need to feel like they are in control of themselves and that's the key is that you know if you're always trying to control others and situations you're forever in a battle with yourself you're forever in a battle with you know um the 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 what's happening in the outside world which like puts in the back of your mind that you're always failing do you know what i mean that there's you're always do you know you're always not in a safe place and that can really build um do you know like very difficult ooh, it's a very wide load very difficult um uh, relationships and attachments and, you know you can have a really anxious attachment then um, you know that can come out in, um, in relationships and things like that so, um, so I just I think it's important to kind of like really touch on what that control like the, the, what I'm talking about is someone being in control of their world um, and, and not being like reactive to their world um, so I think if if if, um, if if people are able to predict and plan and have that routine, do um, you know, uh, as best as what they can, um, that's that's a really healthy place um, for those emotions as well, and, and, and good setting conditions. So it's the same with the the first part of the first couple of chats that I talked about is about setting those, you know, that, that you know, uh, self-trust and, and setting all those foundations to be able to then kind of actually explore and, and, and you know, express yourself emotionally. Um, because often people are judging their emotions on whether or not they're allowed to exist uh, based on preconceived ideas of whatever. Um, but also in doing that what, what's occurring is that um, you're dismissing an emotion that's already exists it's already a living like hormone entity in your body and you're, all, you're deciding whether or not it's allowed to exist and I'm sorry it's already been birthed <laughs> um, like whether or not your emotions are valid uh, it's, it's irrelevant until you've felt it because when you when you kind of like have say say you're um do you know like um you're you know you're feeling say you're feeling angry right and you're trying to not be angry and trying to um you know just ignore it or you know say you're angry at a friend or something like that and you're just ignoring it and you know trying not you know trying to be agreeable and you know, just to make it easier or, or whatever you're trying to do, right? Um, but you're also in your in yourself, you're convi- trying to convince yourself that you you shouldn't be feeling that or you shouldn't be upset or you should get over it or you should whatever. Um, so this simple little example, like you, you do that a thousand times and then that's a thousand times that you've birthed anger as an emotion and it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been flow like hasn't come through do you know so so for instance you know like you're like <sighs> the the seed of that and the reactions of that emotion are being collected and stored they're not being collected and released and that's the key is we need to release them then once you've processed those emotions or processed what what what's happened for you from an emotional perspective then a different part of your brain because you return to equilibrium your logical brain clicks in and you can actually make an assessment of the situation then if you're making these assessments and these judgments of your emotions on whether or not they're allowed to exist they're just being collected and stored do you know and that store that storage is your volcano, and your volcano comes out in many different ways? Um, do you know from broken relationships to self harm to uh, alcohol abuse to um, you know uh, risk taking behavior to um, you know abusing loved ones to do you know like lots of different types of things. Um, so. It it, it it freezes you in that emotion, and it makes that emotion have control over you. And if you've done that a thousand times, then it definitely controls you, when you are definitely in that you know reactionary state. Um, you're not you know like you're not at your best because you're you're not at equilibrium. You know you're not you're not actually functioning at your optimal. Um, because your brain's in survival mode because it's so emotionally flooded by all those hormones um, that are created from the emotions do you know and then the debate and then the arguments so it, it can, it's its a cycle between the three that just keeps you in this constant state of threat and alarm um, do you know which then can develop into other different types of mental health issues, you know, such as that chronic anxiety, um, you know, depression, different mood disorders and things like that, like, and, and, um, you know, um, all the things, um, so, like, to me, if you, if you want to, like, kind of work on this or develop your own emotional language, like, it is literally about looking at some of those physical symptoms and how you can, Emotions, emotions create a hormone which create a fuel in your body that dampens your arousal. And if you can spend that fuel, um, then that will help you to process out that emotion. But the other thing is, is you can actually go and spend some time with that emotion as well. Like, um, and and it doesn't take long. It's not, and it's not rocket science. It's very simple. Um, you know, like there's well, on my course there's some this a great strategy called heart holding. That's a really good one. Um, you know, to be able to just sit with your emotions, and then there's also emotional experiencing. That's another little mini workshop on there uh, that uh, can help show you how to do it. Um, and it's you know, like it is literally about just connecting with those emotions and and um, you know allowing them to be there, not like not participating in the refusal and yes there are some really big emotions that you know like you know like if we were to talk about grief grief is massive do you know and it's massive because it's um at times there's like very different like there's different types of grief do you know there's grief from relationships and things like that there's grief from losing someone there's, there's grief from, you know, like missing persons, like abandonment grief do you know, like when you just don't know like there's there's nothing um, you know, so there's lots of different types of grief that is very layered as well and I know it's a very challenging um extremely challenging state I don't want to say emotion because it's more than that state to, to live in um and and to me, like, I always think there's some, you know, like, with grief, there is always some losses that you're actually not built to get over. Like, you're not built. And if you try to, that's just silliness. Um, like, some losses you actually learn to kind of figure out how to continue to love someone. How to continue to honor and create memories with someone who you adored and who shaped you and who you you know you shaped as well like and it's about that relationship and it's not about that stopping it's about how that evolves and how that love evolves um from my perspective that's how I see that kind of loss is, is how do you continue to love and honor someone um and have them in your life and 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 make note of the way in which they've shaped you or you know because we learn from everybody and, and when they're big losses, you know, um, it's, 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 it's about how do you live with, not how do you get over. Um, you know, you're not meant to get over someone you love. You're meant to figure out how to love them differently. Um, that's, that's, my, that's my take. You know? and that's my personal take as well as my take from the perspective of a the therapist anyone that I'm working with you know, like I think it's important that they understand that that is my take um, and then I you know, do try to understand what, what theirs is um, do you know? and, and, and in knowing that you know, grief a week later and grief six months later and grief a year later two years later three years later it's, um, it's different that's actually okay um, that's why it's an ongoing relationship in my mind um, so I just want to touch on that around you know like when I'm talking here like these, these are about some of our everyday emotions and everyday experiences that we can just you know like process and, and develop our own emotional language that's unique to us um, and then you know, like once you've developed that and, and you, you learn and you, you create your own little map um, of how you experience, it becomes second nature. Um, because it's about like it's about running with the, the everyday, everyday little emotions to be able to help you get in a habit when the big ones are the more challenging ones because you know learning to like with grief learning to love someone differently it's still sobbing on the ground on the floor (laughs) your heart out you know every day for you know however long you need to like if that's what you need to do um, then that's what you do Um, it's still honoring the pain and being able to feel the pain and have an expression from your body do you know like even if that's screaming in pain or whatever it looks like or letting your body shudder, um, you, you still have to do all that that's the that's the part that people get stuck at because they just want to over, over. one of the things i do definitely know though is i know that um If you know pain, then, my God, you know how to love. My God, you do. I, um, I, you know, worked with a lot of people who, um, you know, particularly around grief, one of the big things they always say is about how other people don't understand. Uh, but no one is ever going to understand your experience. No one, because they weren't loved like you were. Do you know it? That that relationship, that's special, that that is yours. Do you know? And theirs. Um, and some people, some people never know loss like that. And do you know what? That's brilliant. I hope they don't. I know that in life they will. <laughs> um, and some people are so shut off that those big ones they're too shut off um, and those people that don't know it and that you know like try their best um like you can't blame them like I'm, <laughs> you know uh, I think that's I think that's a good thing you know because they don't they've not had that pain and you know you never wish pain on anybody um so, if they can be oblivious to that, stay oblivious because that's, that's a good thing. Um, it's not always, you know, that kind of loss always touches everybody in some way or another. Um, and I just hope that someone's standing there saying, you know, like it's how do we learn to love them? Scream, shout, do whatever you need to do. Months, weeks, years, whatever—be in shock or disbelief, or you know, become a bit of a zombie for a while. It's how you're actually honouring the love between you. Um, so, sorry about my little mad tangent there, but I do, you know, these are just before I finished up, I had some pretty big, really tough cases of families and and individuals that I was working with, and, um, you know, like, no matter, like, to me, no matter what, like, whether you're a therapist or not, you have to actually attach, you know, like, it's complete bullshit to to say that you've got to be separate, you know, you've got to not care, and, blah 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 Um, and I know they don't say not care but you know they do say about that like I think professional boundaries are important I think boundaries are very very important but I also think that do you know what people are going to know I give a shit about them like they are going to know and I want them to know Um, I want them to know that you know their families are important to me because of like holy shit what they've lived do you know what they've Lived and lost is, is terrible, so I want to care. I want to give give my my best. Do you know? Like, and that means I care. Um, like we, they used to, like when I back in child protection days, you you know, like a kid turns 17 and then you, you're never allowed to contact them, which I think is BS. Do you know? I work with so many young people that I wanted to contact that I wanted to stay in touch with there's a few that I still am I'm a little bit naughty um do you know because because do you know what like we helped raise them for crying out loud why should we abandon them and it's the same with when I work with anybody do you know I want them to know that I care about them and that you know I'm encouraging them and that you know like to me the the people that made an influence in my life and that really helped me were the ones that actually gave a shit. <laughs> um, the ones that are just ticking boxes and you know writing notes and whatever else I could I could give a fuck about really. Do you know when I was a kid did not care, but the ones that wanted to know about me, um, you know the ones that were invested and I knew they were invested. Like that's. And in all my work, do you know, like, all my work, um, people knew I can, because I, I, would, I would go the extra mile with boundaries, um, of course, but you do have to get attached, you do have to care about people, you do have to see the people that you're working with as your community. It doesn't mean that you need to invite them home for dinner or tell them where you live, but it does mean that you need to honour and respect the fact that they are part of your community and that that relationship needs to be cherished. Even if you only see them once every six months or once every six weeks or whatever. It's not like I'm, you know, going round to their homes and having dinner and stuff like that. Um, Even though I have done that with a few. (laughs) Um, But, do you know, like there's... There's some clients that I've been working with for for years, and um, do you know they're they're not clients. Do you know they're part of my community, um, and um, they will always be part of my community. And I think that that's I think that that's important. And everyone's always respected boundaries. Do you know? It's never had an issue. Um, well, a lot when I was a lot younger, I had uh, some issues and 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 my work and stuff like that, and and occasionally I get um, uh, the odd session that I need to set some boundaries in and stuff like that, but everyone always responds well, Um, so, yeah, I think that the other, like around the emotional stuff, right, I think one of the biggest things is, is your physical symptoms. Physical symptoms are are um, really—it's—it's how your emotions are displayed in your body, but it's the way in which you can process them, um, you know, and then be able to take that edge off a little bit to then be able to think or assess or you know whatever. Um, So. Like for instance, often anger can sometimes be heat or tightness or tenseness or any of that kind of stuff. So you know, like it's actually about allowing yourself to feel that heat, feel that tenseness, and go to the physical physical aspects of it, and 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 you know, engage with that or participate with that. Um, you know, like same with, as I said about um, uh, uh, anxiety. Do you know like what anxiety is often? Legs shaking or hands shaking and things like that, and people will, will try to hide their hands or try to stop their hands from shaking. Whereas that, to me, is the physical symptom of being anxious. And if the physical symptom of being anxious means that you need to shake your hands. You need to spend that hormones that's making you anxious and creating that tremor, so that then you're able to actually shake that out. And you're spending, you're using the fuel that is being created by the emotion which is the hormones to shake your hands. The more you shake your hands, the more it burns through that fuel faster, and the emotion dissipates because it's been processed through your body. This is a very simpleized form of it though. To go through and process much, much larger volcanoes and things like that it takes a longer process but it is about that experiencing and this is the basic forms of it um, and if you're able to practice the basic forms of it, it naturally our body and our brain will do things that are more benefit for it that it actually make things easier and release that release that because your body mind and heart will always try to return to equilibrium it's just that you're seeing threats everywhere or your are reactionary, do you know, so your, your hormones are so heightened that you're always in that state, do you know. So doing a little bit of this can, can help you to kind of even just take an, the edge off that volcano really uh, in the smallest way. Um, so I, just to recap, like I think it's, you know, what I'm saying here is that your emotions have a physical symptom. And if you can work on and understand your physical symptoms and understand the way in which your body is trying to display them, like you can even do an emotional map, you know, you write down the emotions and then you start to record which, what do you feel in your body and then that's actually how you map out that emotional intelligence, your language or your emotional language um, and understand what, what your particulars are to be able to then practice doing those and then practice basically processing out those emotions from that place of that experience, you know. Um, So for me like sadness for me is like a is like lots of sobbing, <laughs> but I really feel a pain in my heart, like not in my chest. It's, it's, in, it's in my heart, so I always, you know, like I always put my hand, and that's where the, the heart holding stuff comes from, too, um, above, above my heart, um, do you know, because it sits like in a heaviness there. Um, so, and you know, to be able to be with that and experience that always ends in cries and tears, which is beautiful because it means that I'm accepting it and I'm moving through it. Do you know, um, like when it gets, when, when you cry, like if you're crying or, or, or you know, like as crying is acceptance, do you know, so if you're going to an emotion and tears come up, that's beautiful. That's exactly what you need, um, but it doesn't always happen, but that's, you know, like it's either, either. You'll feel a release, um, do you know, like you will definitely, woo, as a road train, feel a release. Um, And then sometimes people go a bit deer in the headlights again after doing this. They're like a little bit, you know, like when they do it in a depth, you know, But and what I'm talking to you guys about is really simple. But, you know, like if this is something that... That, that interests you? Like, check out some of my stuff online. Um, but you know, like, keep the keep the talking happening about it, and talk to others about it. You know, like, I think that, um, like, even like, it's mind-boggling how many people kind of go, "What? A physical symptom? I can focus on the physical symptom." And it's such an empowering place when you can see that there is a physical symptom. You can focus on that, and it, re- get, it gives you it gives you more control. Um, and and we've we've talked a little bit about that, the control too. Um, so, I am almost at my destination, so I'm going to get going. Um, I am at the Bungle Bungles, and I don't know how I'm going to upload this. I, You know, I've been surprised where I've had reception and where I haven't. So, um, I do hope you enjoy, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Okay, bye.